Hey you, it's me, Danny, and you've tuned in to I'm Just Saying, where I get out here on these internet streets and find hot topics for us to discuss. Now are you ready to jump in? I know I am. Let's go. Hello? Hey girl. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing, trying to pull all my stuff together so I can get ready to go to work like we know that I do every week. No. Okay. But um I just figured, you know, let's get the recording today. How you feel? Let's do it. I'm okay. So having a rough one today, y'all. Yeah, but this, it it's is okay. a rough one. <laughs> it's okay. It is a rough one today. Um I think that we should go ahead on and start off since since you are having a rough day, let's try to change some energy and do a thank God for God. Yes. So thank God for God is the new segment that we're going to be doing where we just, you know, thank God for God for providing us with or showing us something positive in our day and or week. So do you have yes. a thank God for God today, Summer? I do. I want to thank God for God for having some really, really, really amazing friends. Okay. I always say, I always want to say, you know, I think I always say friends or whatever, but I just want to say that I want to thank God for God for my friend for helping me come down off the ledge and I'm always on. <laughs> yes, get down off the ledge. And for, um, helping me see a different side of things when I just don't think that there is another side to see. Mm. And I want to thank God for God because, you know, when you can't see it, he can. No, well, that is a good one. When you can't see it, he can, you know. So um, it's okay. Matter of fact, uh, my church had a... um, had a thing up on Instagram. I go to the Dream Center in here in Atlanta. Me too, in my heart. Yes. And <laughs> they were talking about um, the pastor was on, you know, Facebook talking or whatever, and they had Drake's God's Plan playing in the background as he was preaching. Okay. So, God's Plan, Drake and Pastor William H. Mur- <laughs> Murphy, I guess so, William H. Murphy and uh, and Drake. God's plan. Thank you, God's Lord. God's plan. God's plan, Drake and William, Lord and William will, H. Marcus. The Lord will definitely speak to you any way he want to speak to you. You better listen up. That's all I Yes, know. Lord. And Daniel, what's your thank God for God? So my thank God for God is um, I also want to thank my friends because, I mean, there has been an attack from the devil. Which I yes, don't even, uh, I don't always give the devil credit. And I and I am one of those people who say that we give the devil too much credit. But there has definitely been an attack on my spirit. I'll say that for a good month now. And yes, in the like, past couple of days, it's, people been coming out the woodworks. And, yes, um, you know, showing up to try to shift my spirits. But... I am thanking God for God because I was strong enough to handle some phone conversations that I probably yes, would not have been able to handle a couple of weeks ago. 
I yes, also Lord. have another thank God for God because we are less than 30 plays away from hashtag 2000. Oh, I'm so proud. And, um, yes. you yes, know, I yes, just never yes. really thought that it would get to this. And no, that's not true. I didn't, I did think that it was going to get to this, but when you see it actually happening, yes. Um, when you just see your dreams starting to unfold, yes, you got to thank God for God so that you can, you know, give praise to where exactly all of this comes from. So, yes, Lord, thank God for God for that as well. Thank God for God. All right, so now that we've, you know, been a little bit emotional, because sometimes you, sometimes you got to get there. We need for good old Summer to give me a, a, an Arisa update. Now, we know she passed away. And um, as I understand it, the funeral is tomorrow. It's Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Look at that. See, because that's why we need Summer here. But um, so, Summer, give us some Arisa information for right now. And I hope you're going to touch on that daggone picture on the internet well I did see the picture in the on the internet right so I have not seen her face yet so if anybody has no there's no picture of the face there's no frontal that's what I need um roses I am a rose lover I love rose pink roses and french tulips if anybody ever wants to know those are my favorites um I think she's killing it with the shoes on personally, but I just want to let you know that when I go to the big um, Mike and Nike in the sky, the big Mike and Nike box (laughs) in the sky, everything is big something in the sky. (laughs) But when I go to the big ass something in the sky, right? Don't put no shoes on me. Put fuzzy slippers on my feet because my feet are always cold. So that's what I need. In heaven, your feet are cold in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> while I'm still here <laughs> at the wake, can somebody just make sure that I got some fuzzy slippers on? <laughs> so I'm, I don't need to have... in, I'm walking around in heaven. Put on whatever shoes <laughs> make y'all feel happy for you, because you got to look at it, not me. You I'm can going... cover me up, but I, do, I, do I think that her... Girl. Okay, <laughs> yes, she will. Do I think that her legs look awesome? Shoes is killing it. I, they're red satin from what I understand. Now, I do, I have heard some complaints that people are like, I can't believe it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm all for it. I don't know if I want the red, but I understand. And then, of course, the casket is gold. Um, as far as um, updates, the um, funeral will be live streamed on Headline News. Oh, what station um, is that? So, HLN. I don't know what it is for everybody around the world. I don't know if it's like channel 237. Um, but the national broadcasters, including Headline News and the World um, and the Word Network, plan to air it. Also, all of the stations in Detroit. You won't be, Detroit, y'all won't be able to watch nothing on Friday because the only thing you will be watching, unless you have cable, is Aretha. So, Every channel y'all got will have um, Aretha on there. Everybody gonna be rocking um, steady. Rock steady. Oh, everybody. Absolutely. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. on Friday. And of course, the people who are performing, everybody. I think we can, um, we can, we kind of know a couple of these. It's gonna be Stevie Wonder, Faith Hill, 
Ronald Asley, if he make it till Friday. Oh, Lord. Ronald Asley. Well, he old too. Shaka Khan, I guess they was able to get her out. Shaka Khan, Fantasia, Jennifer Hudson. Now, if Jennifer Hudson saying he promised me a home over there, I don't know if I'm going to be able to control myself because that damn song right there, Jennifer saying that. So he promised me a home over there. When I pass and go to the Mike and Nike in the, the, Mike sky, and Mike in the sky, I need for y'all to make sure that y'all play that. If y'all can't get Jennifer, just play that for me because that is my request. And of course, Yolanda Adams. Um, the speakers are going to include um, Bill Clinton, the Reverend Jesse, Jesse Jackson, huh. Clive Davis, huh. and her best friend. I'm talking about best friend like next door neighbor, because this is the truth. Her next door neighbor, Mr. Smokey Robinson. Now, I just want to let you know that her and Smokey Robinson have been friends since they were 10 years old. So to have to stand up there and do that, I don't think I could, right? Y'all would have to, um, I don't know, I don't know, but you know, y'all, I'm a very emotional person. Yes, so Boy. maybe if one person, if one thing would have happened then you know, like, oh, damn, she died. I might have been <laughs> able to get up there, but all the stuff that I got up there got going on, I don't know. Y'all might have to um, help me. Um, let's see, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton to speak. Remember her, the person who um, did her father um, eulogy. He's um, going to do the funeral. And um, let me see what else that I, let me see if I can remember anything else I had wrote. You know, y'all, guess what I wrote what? down? No, not no. Uh, just, just two things. I just wanted to make sure that, oh, the channel. This is what I wrote down. They, um, WWDIV channel 4, WJBK channel 2, WXYZ channel 7. The, Detroit, that's for you. So all of your channel um, 4s, 2s, and 7s, y'all ain't going to be able to watch along with Headline News and World and World Network. That, that shut down for y'all. And I'm pretty sure CNN is going to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, so don't look for none of that. In, for sure. Oh, and I would not be surprised if um, TV1 and BET jumped on that as well. So, you know, you might not be able to watch nothing. Do you um, sing Rock Steady at a funeral? I, I want Fantasia to steady. sing Rock Steady. Well, there will be a she'll a take it to a place, but you know she gonna go to church with it. So you know, right I'll... now, they said that there is no timeline for the service, but given the number of participants, mm. don't worry about it. You're gonna be in there forever. Now, remember when Coretta died? If y'all remember when Coretta when Coretta King died, and Bernie Mac. They was in that thing for hours. Like when celebrities die, you in that thing for six, seven, eight it's hours. It's a concert. Right? Because it's a concert, everybody. Now, when Whitney died, Lord have mercy, Whitney. Oh, when Whitney died, they did. <laughs> <laughs> when Whitney died, they did do, you know, a couple hours on Whitney's funeral. I watched Whitney's from the beginning to the end. Um, so. You know, I don't think it's going to be as, um, I don't think 
Aretha's is going to be as short as Whitney's. I think Whitney might have gave you three or four. I can foresee them going on for about six, seven hours Lord, on this one right that's here. That's too long. For the funeralization. Um, oh, there was a very, 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 very touching story that I read, I think yesterday, regarding Aretha's hairdresser. He was a black man and how he had been Aretha's um, hairdresser for many years, over 30 years. And he, they had given him credits on some of the albums and things that she had done. And he, he said that he was teaching at the school when they came and told him that she had passed. And he said it was just like the breath mm-hmm. had been taken out of his body. So, you know, condolences to him, too. He was crying on the porch. He was an older man, too, you know, like 70s, looked like his damn self. And he, so he lost his friend. So, um, shout out and my condolences. Well, not shout out, but my condolences to him. So, that's all I got on Aretha. Oh, but I can tell you this, y'all. The next time we talk, if we don't talk, when we talk after the 31st, I got all the uh, funeralization <laughs> information for you. We all better be ready. Funerals. You better be ready for this funeralization information. So, okay. So, let's get into the main conversation, I suppose, because you did watch Ayala. Now, anybody who ain't seen it by now, because it's, you know, it's been them played a couple of days by now. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Okay, good, because I don't want to be on here talking to somebody who don't know what the show is. Mm-hmm. Now, we had three pe- three children, three daughters. Three daughters. And... The son who then passed away yeah. from sickle cell. From sickle cell. And everybody, just about everybody, then been molested. I think I think only two of them have uh-uh, been. Just one. Okay. So it's a lot now. And I took some notes, but Let's just go ahead. Let me just start off by saying that. Um, first off, I want to say that somewhere on there, they were saying that the mom had five kids, but we only talked about four. So I don't know where that fifth child is. I lost the fifth child. Okay. I don't know what happened, but at some point under there, it did say that she had five, but we won't go with four because that's all we addressed in the episode. Okay. Maybe one said she wasn't coming Maybe. on or he said he wasn't coming Maybe. on. Maybe. That happens all the time. Okay, so the mama name is Keisha, and Keisha's sitting there talking to Ayanla, letting her know that basically what happened was, Ke- what's her name? Let me find the little girl name. Keisha? No, the daughter. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. This is sad, because I got her name all over the place. I can't find that one uh, <laughs> Thing of it just yet but give me a second because I don't take notes y'all okay let's just go with this the middle daughter let's go. there's three girls Gabby, Alicia and the middle daughter's name is Kanisha Kanisha okay. was very close to their brother I think his name was Tony Tony, because they were six, they were 16 months. Right. So, Kanisha and Tony were like the best friends, you know, growing up. 
Tony was yes. sick with sickle cell. And if anybody knows about sickle cell, you know that the older they the children get, the more time they spend actually in the hospital. It, the episodes get worse and they spend a lot of time in the hospital. Yeah. So Tony was back and forth from the hospital and um, at some point, Kanisha and Tony get into an argument. While yeah. in the midst of that argument, Kanisha, I guess mama tried to come, you know, break up the argument or whatever. And now that everybody is there and to make sure that Tony stung from this argument that they were having, Kanisha lets it out that Tony was um, molesting the younger sister, Gabby. Right. So Kanisha's like, well, why are you doing all of this? Why ain't you telling about your business? And then it gets all out. The mama, Keisha, claims that when she heard it, that she did not even ask whether it's true or not. She tried to go after him. And in her words, when they asked him, well, what did you do? Or did you believe it? Or did you ask him? She said, no, I just tried to kill him. You know, not. No, ain't no not. Ain't really? No but not. you Because if we can remember, there is still that story out there with the mother who killed her two children and put them babies, put her children in the daggone deep freezer um, when she found out that they were um, tormenting, torturing, and molesting her youngest child. So we don't know that she yeah. wasn't going to actually do something. She wasn't able to, but we don't know that she wasn't, she wasn't able to get to, to him. Because right, so she wasn't able there, to get to him because she said he ran right. out the house. And so there is definitely a... Um, switch that you can't describe I'm sure none of us can even try oh, to absolutely. fathom what would happen if one child told Ooh. you that another child was molesting yet a third child in your house so we yes, don't know child. that she wasn't yes, really child. going to do any harm to him we do know that she did not do any harm to him right um, you know, fortunately yes. for everyone, she was not able to do any physical harm to her son. Um, so right. Ayanna was asking the mom why she thought her son would be capable of doing such a thing to her daughter. Like, without any question, she immediately believed it and wanted to know why. And there were two reasons. One was because mama had been molested herself as a child. And so really who was going after her son was the child in, in the mom going after somebody now being able to confront a molester. And the yes. other reason was because mom had to admit that her son had been molested when he was younger. So she kind of felt like he this is possible because this is what was ha what what happened to him when he was little and a lot of times molesters do pass on and then go to um violate molesting children mm -hmm. that is that not all the time but it is one of the things that is very right, common. It's common. So Ayanna was like, okay, so now you have been molested, your son was molested, and your younger daughter was molested as well. Uh, yes. Which was, it, I mean, it became a lot. Now, there's some conflict in the time frame in which this story was told because um, Kanisha kind of feels like it was when her son was 
it started when her son was 13 and 14 and Gabby was eight. But another, I mean, I think that's what Gabby was saying, but Kanisha was saying she didn't know until she was like 15 or 16. Um, nobody really knows. She's saying that she found out when she was fifth, when she was about 16 and Gabby was 11. And Gabby's saying she said it, she told Kanisha when she was like eight and Kanisha was like 13. So I'm not right. really sure when it happened and they all have a different story of, you know, a different version of when it happened. So somewhere around the time when they were in their early, te- early to mid teens, um, Kanisha found out that her brother was molesting her little sister. Basically the right. little sister told because she was hoping that maybe Kanisha could help his best friend help get her brother to stop touching her right which if you're little and you're looking up to your big sister you think that that's the best way to go about it but that's a lot of responsibility to put on a 13 to 16 year old child to stop a molester you know and so it wasn't easy for her and that wasn't something that she True. Mostly because we also found out that Kanisha, somewhere in this same time frame, had been molested at her friend's house. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. She spent the night at a friend's house. Somebody at the friend's house came into the room during the night and had their way. Grabbed her by her. grabbed her by the leg, pulled her down. While the friend Mm. was in the bed in, now, in the room and, and then pretended like she never saw asleep. it right now you know unfortunately and we don't know this but this person that was in this house could have been doing this to her too right you know I just can't see any any person but you know people are sick out here in the world but I can't I can't see any person just being that comfortable, you know, my daughter is over there at Danielle's house. All of a sudden, he gets this grandiose idea to go head on and do this. And nobody says, oh, wow, that's jacked up right there. Don't nobody say nothing? No, Everybody actually, just cool that happens it? a lot. That's why people don't never want their kids spending the night over other people's houses. Because people will put their hands on the, the one at the house. And the child who lives there usually doesn't say anything because it's like a relief that it's not them that night. No, 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 no. I'm talking about not even the friend saying anything. No, because I don't want to talk about how it happens to me all the time. Okay. We're not having a well, bunch right. of conversation I, I about um, our molestation situations. You know, right, I and got they you. all was like 13, 14, 15 years old. We just kind of keeping that a secret to ourselves. Right, we everybody just gonna shut Absolutely. up. Absolutely, and so at that time, she Kanisha was molested at a friend's house, but also was then being accused of being a little slut out here in the streets, and being accused of sleeping with a bunch of boys because her friends were. So her mama was right. calling her names in the house and saying a bunch of negative things about her um, because her mom was being told by the streets that her daughter was being nasty out here in the streets. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which then, you know, would lead me to be like, somebody telling me something happened to you. It happened to you. It happened to me. Girl, you just gonna have to deal with it like I did. I don't know what you want me to do. I wasn't able to stop nobody at the house where I was. I don't know why you think I'm able to stop somebody in this house. Right. Plus, part of her had to have felt like he's, I don't believe you because this is my best friend and this is our brother. Why would he do something like that? Right. He ain't doing nothing. What are you talking about? He's sick. Sickly and all of this. And he, you know, I love him. He love you. We all family. Right. He just, you know, he didn't did something that made you mad. Girl, go someplace and sit down. So, right. So it's a lot to be in a position as a child to have to be responsible for all of this when you got your own turmoil going on and your mother is calling you names in the house anyway, which the mother admitted to. Um, And she admitted to it because after she was, after the mother was molested, she said that she then became a promiscuous teen herself. And so she could, Mm -hmm. she felt like she could see that in her daughter and again was yelling and screaming to the childhood pain in herself that she thought she saw in her daughter. And a lot of times parents do that. They will project onto their children and try to you know disrespect out of their children some negative flaws within ourselves hoping that our children won't grab on to those things yes but a lot of times one we find out our kids don't even have that issue and then two we may help them to develop a greater issue by addressing it in a negative light yes. instead of just explaining this is why I'm saying these things to you Actually, I probably should speak to you much kinder, but I've been afraid to say some truths about myself because a lot of times we as parents are afraid to let our children understand that we are actually people out here in this daggone world. Yes. So we get to that. Um, We also get to Kenesha saying she didn't say anything also because she's never really been close to Gabby. Um, And so... She felt a kind of way. Now, Ayanla said that not only was she not close to Gabby, she also wasn't close to the older sister, Alicia, but then thought that she was going to be able to get away from all this nonsense when she went away to college, which a lot of people do. A lot of people, like, as soon as I right. pack it up, go to school, I'm done with these people. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm blowing this popsicle Blowing this whole popsicle thing. <laughs> See you, two fingers, gotta go. But y'all are trash, trash, trash ass family. <laughs> I'm not dealing with none of this, right? But what happened with Kanisha was then she get to school and now she got a whole new grudge because now Gabby done had a baby. Well, Kanisha felt like mom now is not sending any things for Kanisha. Probably, you know, the the usual toiletries and low spending money and money for uh, activities. The parties. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Trying to be cute at the school because she felt like it was happening because Gabby had a baby. And then mama and Gabby start crying because Gabby was saying we we mom wasn't not sending you money because she was taking care of my baby. We didn't have any money. 
we were sleeping in the car at one point because there was no money and mom just didn't want to tell like, we wasn't we wasn't eating like we yeah she did we say were that. struggling she did say we weren't eating all the time because mom had a job that was paying her 19 dollars an hour yes for whatever reason that job then started paying her 13 dollars an hour I'm not really sure. See, I thought it was I thought it was lower than that. I thought she said something lower no, than that. No, she said 13. Yeah. But it didn't count. But whatever it is, they cut it. She said that she was only bringing home $300 a week. Yeah. Mm. So she probably went down to maybe like eleven dollars an hour at yeah. some point because you got to think about taxes and then ate it up, right? And, and all of that. Insurance. So she wasn't bringing home. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have maybe. any money if she even could afford the medical insurance. We ain't gonna get into right. that, but country, y'all need to do better. Um, right. However, she was just saying like we didn't have. There was no money to give. I didn't even have money here to give anybody. Nobody was living lavishly here and forgetting about you. There just was no money. And that, there was nothing. that is something that, again, parents do this thing where they don't tell their children the entire truth. And then um, we as children create stories about the people in our lives. Yes. We don't know them. And Right. And I can say, right, I had an issue going on two years now, two years ago or whatever. And I had told Danielle, I was like, well, I just ain't going to tell nobody. I'm just going to say it was whatever I said. And she said, why in the world would you do that? And I said, well, because I don't want nobody to know. I'm just not telling nobody. And she said, you cannot do that. You have to tell them this information. And that's it. These are not little kids anymore. You have to, you're going to have to tell them. They're going to be looking for you and everything. And what you supposed to, oh, mommy in the hospital. Oh, why are you in the hospital? Oh, I don't know. I got the sniffles. Not the sniffles. So, I got the sniffles. So, when I got ready to go into the hospital, I had to talk to them and tell them this is the reason why I went. Or this is the reason why I'm going. And at the end of the day, if something were to happen to me, because I did end up having complications from the damn, um, from being in the hospital, they needed to know why I was there. And so, that was a really, that was a lesson that I learned from Danielle like you gotta you have to be able to communicate and talk to your children because if you don't you no telling what could happen and you have to stop looking at them like you know they're little kids so so very true yes but the other thing Ayala said was um because while mom was telling the story she was crying when children was telling the story about you know when Gabby was telling her story about being molested mama was crying Ayanna said to Mama something that I think is very important. You as a parent can't break down immediately as soon as the issue happened in front of the kids before the kids could even finish telling the daggone story because then they won't understand that you can't handle real situations when they come up in my life and then they won't tell you nothing. She said you got to take it in. Talk to your children for a minute. And then run your ass upstairs, jump in your bed, and cry in them pillows. I can't tell you how many times I didn't had a good pillow cry about some things that have been happening in my 
Yeah. With my so. child, I got a lot of kids. So when you have a lot of kids, there are, there will be things, even if it's nothing more than my yes, than my child saying somebody broke my heart. You can't be down there yes, crying Lord. about when you remember your first heartbreak was. You got to be strong for them for a second and then go break down. Nobody's saying strong always. But yes. you do have to hold some strength. You can show sympathy, but you still have to show some strength and leadership. And even if what you have to say is, okay, do I have all the information? I need just about five, 10 minutes so that I can just process this in my mind. And I promise you, I will come back to you and it's going to be me and you. And we're going to talk this thing out and figure it out. And then you go in your room, you cry it out. You cry to the Lord. Jesus, give me some words because I don't know what I'm about to stay, say when I get back down these steps. And then get yourself together. Don't let them hear you crying up in the room. Go cry and then get yourself together. Take yourself back downstairs and it is time to handle. Or if you don't got stairs, back into the living room or the dining room. Wherever. Wherever y'all meet at to have a conversation. But you have to hold a strength for your children. Or they won't tell Absolutely. you nothing because they'll think that you're so fragile. And if you're fragile, how am I supposed to handle anything? Not a whole house fragile you know and falling apart. But you want to know something? This is what I think for me. Come on with it. You know, and my, my little raggedy kid. <laughs> little raggedy. Yeah, Shout my out kids to the raggedy. little raggedy. <laughs> we all got them. My children believe for some point, for some well, now I ain't gonna say for some reason. My children believe that their mother is very strong, and they'll be like, "Oh, mommy, you don't care. Oh, mommy, it's okay," because I cannot think of a time that they have ever seen me like break all the way down. Because I'll break down at the lake, I'll break down in the car, I would broke down the day, but I had to pull myself back together before I walked in this house. So, I even with the um, things that I'm going through right now, my son is here or whatever. Both of my sons are here, and I don't. Nobody will ever see me like fall out. N- neither one of them will see me fall out and hit the floor or whatever. And so they'll be like, "Oh, mom got it. She ain't worried about it. It'll be fine." But they always say that sometimes they say that the person who was strong, who seems like they the strongest, is the weakest, mm-hmm. right? I'm the marshmallow over here. Actually, okay, I marshmallow. Am marshmallow. I'm cool whip over here, y'all. Okay, cool whip. Um, I'm cool whip over here. I am not. Now, if I had to pick, like, a friend or whatever, Danielle is a much stronger person in general than I am. I'm falling out of the drop of a hat. <laughs> At some point in time, I think she needs to be like, God damn it, I cannot continue. I can't hold both. I can't do this for both of us. At some point. But I am Marshmallow Land over here. But my children never see me. Uh, they never see me fall out or cry. And I don't understand why, because I cry all the time. I cry at least once a day. So don't worry about it, y'all. I guess they know paying no attention to me, because they're like, oh, mom, okay, she's fine. I think that I, I, I don't think, I know that there have been times when I would tell the kids, 
it's it's too much. It's too much right now, and I just need to go in my room. I I need to go and just leave me alone. And my children have learned to like at that point, just let it go for a minute and let her gather herself, and then she'll come back and readdress. Um, I think that I've only that I can remember. I remember twice crying in front of them because the situations were so huge. Um, yeah. But other than that. I don't try to cry in front of them, but I do let them know that that I have weak moments. Mostly because I don't want them to believe that when when situations come up for them when they're older, I don't want them to believe that I don't know why I can't handle this. My mom was so strong. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I was not so strong. I kept trying to find strength, but I wasn't so strong. And you can get through this yeah. this stuff too. Because Yes. We all have the strength. We just don't feel it when we get knocked down. That's all. Um, that's, that's the truth. So, I, you know, me and Ayala, that's my auntie. She be teaching me things. And so I try to, like, go that way most times in my day. It ain't nobody perfect. And I don't want y'all to sit here thinking some are talking about Danielle stronger than me. And she got the thing. She telling me. That don't mean that I'm strong every day. It don't. But I, it, it does just mean that I agree with. You can't break down in front of your kids all the time. <laughs> Every time something happens. I'm not saying that you can't never break down in front of your kids, but come on now. Somebody got to be in charge here. The kids consoling you when they got an if issue. If I broke that down cool. in front of my children as much as I fall out to Danielle, my <laughs> children will be like, I need a new mom. This right Throw here, the whole mom I got to get a new mom. This one I got this mom that y'all gave me, this is ridiculous. I need to throw the whole mom in the trash. I need a new mom. Throw the whole mom away. <laughs> okay, so then we get to um, Ayanna saying that whenever situations come up, you are either the attacker, the victim, or the rescuer in most situations. And you got to decide what you play because a lot of times you play that role wherever you go like if you get into relationships outside your family um, when you get in like friendships if you're the victim you'll play the victim role most of the time and then try to be that or you'll try to reverse who you are and then become like the bully in your relationships because in your family everybody always you're always a victim and you don't want to be sad and stuff so when you get in like your intimate relationships you start being mean to the people who are there uh summer you and i know somebody personally right now who is a victim or has created in their mind a victim space within their family. So then when they get into their intimate relationships, they become a bully. Yeah. That does not work. You have to identify with what your role is so that you could try to like shift and balance yourself so that you're not much of either of them, but that's hard to do. You take a lot of tuning into your inner self and you ain't going to get into all of that, but that write that down take a note of it, figure out who you are in your relationships. And if you don't like your space, you know, call me up or email me and we'll talk about how you can try to change that positioning. But Ayanna did this uh, exercise with them where she, all of the family, all three women were sitting in the room and the mama and she had these people run in. 
screaming and yelling. They had on trench coats and hats and glasses, I believe, scaring all the life out of these these women. And then she, I only gave them a piece of paper and said, write down what you see. How many people was it? What sex were they? What did they do? And they all had different stories. So this, the whole point was, there are always events that we will encounter at the same time. Yes. But we're not all going to see them the same way. Right. Right. That's the lesson. When, when I saw that exercise, I thought it was a great exercise, right? And I thought that it would have been so powerful for if my sister and I would have been watching that mm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're just talking about, you know, personal family relationship right there. Because there have been a lot of things that have that has happened in our life as we were growing up. And I can tell the story how it happened to me. Right. 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 She'll tell the story how she perceives it. We'll both tell the story how we perceive it to have happened. Neither one of them are right. Neither one of them are wrong. It's just our perception of that. So it, it took me a long time to understand that, right? So I'm sitting around thinking like, why don't you understand this? Why don't you see this foolishness? She don't see it like that, right? So it took me a while to have to, to, to understand that. So I would really, I would have loved for her to be able to watch that as well, for her to get a glimpse of that and to understand that and to really um, just relish in that information. I think that that would have been really beneficial for her to kind of not always think that everything that I'm talking about is crazy, you know, because I might be able to say, okay, I understand what you're saying, but that's not how it was. For, that's not how it really happened for me. Instead of her being like, no, that's how it happened. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm. So I think that would have been a great exercise for the both of us to, you know, for something for us to be able to watch. Yes, because I think, not I think, I know that so many times people just assume that because we both were there or we both experienced something that we saw and experienced it the same exact way. And I will give this example. I have a brother. We share the same parents, the same mother, the same father. We grew up in the same house for about 12 years. And my brother is now a grown ass man, married with his own family. When they, when him and his wife first got together in the early stages of their dating, she said to me one day, after us having some conversations, she said, it's so crazy because it seems like you and, and, and he had completely different childhoods. Well, we grew up in the same house with the same parents, the same grandparents and all of that, but we definitely had two different experiences as children and so it so the perspective of what we see about a lot of how life was today as grown adults is a lot different because of our experiences 
So we can't, we just can't see things the same way. And so we would disagree on some things if we were set to have an argument about things. But I really, you know, it's my brother. I love him. I ain't trying to argue with him about anything. And those, a lot of this stuff doesn't come up because I think his wife, what are you doing? Oh, absolutely. What is happening with you? (laughs) I need you to stop the bucket. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I was looking for a bucket. We can't. Listen, people. Okay, I got it, though, y'all. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The best we can. (laughs) This one is getting a bucket. (laughs) I'm losing my whole train of thought. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to fly to Atlanta and (laughs) fight summer right quick. All of this, all of this healing I'm trying to give out. My brother, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm li- okay. I'm done. I got the bucket the now. So go ahead, y'all. And I think that we may have had some arguments had his wife or his girlfriend at the time not brought that that topic up for us to be able to have a conversation about. Um, my sister and my sister in law and I don't see True. eye to eye on everything, but I am grateful that there was an opportunity for us to have that conversation and her bring it up in a time when there was no argument going on. She was just giving her observation about um, things we spoke about. So you can definitely be in the same house with the same parents and mm-hmm. not see things eye to eye. I mean, not. Eye- so were there any other takeaways from? that piece that you got well not from that because I definitely you know already agree with this whole this whole perspective thing I think the next thing that I did I like that she said which is something that you know I say to people a lot is um she was talking about how all of them were sitting in the room and they were like closed off Everybody oh, yeah, was sitting language. with their body language kind of like closed off. And Ayala was saying like an emotional um, it's kind of like an emotional kidnapping or it's an emotional abuse because if you are around other people and you're closed off, your body is reading closed off, but your expectation is that people will come and speak to you and treat you one way, you're not going to get that. Oh, absolutely. Because I've been in, I, first of all, you know, I, I, I've been in settings or whatever. And I'm like, hmm. And I think we talked about this, Danielle. The way that sometimes people perceive us to be, right? And everybody always um, perceives Danielle to be hilarious. I just want to just let everybody know this, right? She is always funny. Um, she's always engaging. She's always willing and ready to talk to people. She is um, very open to conversation, all of those things, right? So when they, when, when somebody is coming to an event or whatever, they're looking to see her to see if she's there because she's always so hilarious, right? And just a nice person to be around. When I, people, a lot of people think like they are like really my BFFs. And I try to make sure that I'm engaging with okay, everyone. I try. But it's hard sometimes because, you know, I try. And um, I think it's all about body language. I think that we've all been, matter of fact, think about it. They had those memes on Instagram a, long, a couple years ago, I guess, 
then people came up with it with let me see your best um what was it daniel bitch face or bitch oh rest in bitch face uh-huh yeah rest because that's body language and then people were trying to get one like they were making up one <laughs> you know like people was making was up cute. rest in bitch faces yeah like they i think people were like okay let me go and pose in the mirror real quick so okay. i can get my best Rest in Rest bitch in face out face. because you have to remember in this day and age, bitch is the thing to be and petty. But but oh, yes. let's get and petty. So when you when you close your body off to have this negative looking um, face and this you know closed off body, people won't address you. But what you do, but what you do is you make the whole space that you're in uncomfortable. So now yes. you holding the whole space hostage with your nastiness instead of just addressing whatever your issue may be. And that is not fair. If you have an issue with somebody, you need to think of the way to speak about it without flipping out. Because if we sit, if we're, especially if we're family or if we're in a, you know, intimate relationship, if we're sitting in a room and you closed off and, hmm, and you moving stuff around, like you got a, you know, attitude or whatever, I know you have one. Now I got to be like, what's wrong with you? And then you're like, nothing. nothing. Okay, that tone does not tell me nothing. But you don't want to address it and you're sitting here holding me hostage in your phone. Open your mouth and communicate. That's what needs to be done. And that's what Ayanna was telling his family. Um, We can't do that. So, and you know what also I think? Okay, well, we'll get to that. But I guess I'll make mention of it now. (coughs) I think that the whole family was very afraid, or maybe some of parts of the family was very afraid because since this was the brother who did this um, horrific act, that they did not want to say out loud, I hate you for doing mm. this. Mm. Oh, because let's, th- let's say this, because this we, I, we never even said this in the whole episode just yet. We about to shock the people. Not, not more than six months after this situation was unfolded and um, mom found out about her daughter and her son the son passed away right he died so he died and so much of what could have been addressed to him was never handled because they had to um, bury this boy right so mom never really got a chance to mourn her son's death nor the death of her her daughter's innocence because it was all happening at the same time, which is another reason why everybody's emotions have been so mixed up and confused because they had all of these things were happening to all of them at the same time this boy was dying and then actually died and mama's still dealing with so many of her own issues because in this episode she also released that she spent that she felt like this was able to happen this this act was able to happen to her daughter because she spent a lot of time at work at a certain point because she was in an abusive relationship and didn't want to go home to that man so inside their house 
was an abusive relationship going on. The son was molesting the daughter. The middle daughter was being molested out at another per had been molested at another person's house and everybody is sitting in this house with all of this pain and confusion and resentment and sadness and nobody was speaking about any Mm, of it mm, 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 it was just i would imagine it was a house full of death yes lord and i've lived in a house full of death me too and you can't breathe you can't think and your mind starts to attack you that there becomes a point when you don't need nobody else to say nothing to you mean because you talking to yourself already you didn't gave it up to yourself Absolutely. and that house was a breeding place for all of that and then because there was so much of it that is why Kanisha took it on with her to school and felt a kind of way about her home even when she was at school because it was already in her head that it wasn't right over there Oh, absolutely. So while we're talking about all of that and they were sitting on the couch, um, mom was saying she admitted that she, you know, had punished Kanisha for the things that she said. And she started to become very adamant saying, yes, I did say some things to my daughter, but Kanisha ain't going to sit here and act like she wasn't out here in these streets doing stuff with these boys. Everybody knew it. And that's why I was saying it. So we're not going to sit here. I know you were doing things. And Kanisha said, you know what? Since we all trying to be honest up in here. Yeah. Kanisha said, bump this. Let, let me, me just go. Let me just tell be you. Honest. She said, I wasn't out here sleeping with no boys out here in the street because I was sleeping with a girl. When I tell you they shut the whole, they just throw the whole episode away. <laughs> because <laughs> the whole set got quiet. They just shut it on down. Ayana was like, mm-hmm. there we go. Right there. That's it. That's Kanisha right there. That's what she needed. Because she needed to release that. She did. And she was you, tired. Like, I'm sitting here tired. and y'all doing all of this. Y'all, you still sitting up here after we on the show. And I'm telling you, no, that's not what it was. Yes, it is. I know it. Like, you was there with us. Okay, don't worry about it. I got you. And that was it. That's that was what it. they do all the time. All the time you get these people who will, they just know you. And you sitting there like, dang, but I can't even tell them my truth because, and this is what Kanisha said, I never told anybody in this house because they always make fun of gay people. Right. And the mom was like, you know, it was just jokes. But sometimes when you're making jokes, you're speaking about your children and you don't even know it yet because they haven't been able to tell you who they are yet. Oh, absolutely. I know that there have been times where I have been places and people have said some negative things in general about topics. And I'm sitting there going, they talking about me and don't even know it, but think they my friend. Right. Want me to call them friend, actually. Because there's a thing, difference between thinking you're my friend and wanting me to call you a friend. But when it's time to act like one, you don't show up. Mm-hmm. But I've been places when people have said things about a number of groups that I would say that I fit into or have at one point. And 
especially you know around church folk and um you know you don't get her going. started on that lord <laughs> i love the lord though and he know me and i know him but there are certain times when you will speak about people. You be at work. There's times when you're at work and yes. you hear a coworker being just going on and on about a subject, and then look at you like, "Girl, you want to go to lunch?" And you're in your head going, "No," because you were just talking about me, but you don't know it. <laughs> and now my feelings is hurt, and I can't even tell right. you now because now I know what you think about the whatever. I can't say it, you know, because you Absolutely. have already. I feel judged based off of the things you said before you even said them so now I can't even open my mouth to tell you about me which means now we real surface with our relationship so I'm not telling you right. nothing else absolutely you get no more conversations because these me. parts of me that I really could have told you are the biggest parts of me and I can't even tell you right me watching the days of our lives and seeing who shot John. Right. That, you know, whatever. Or me telling you some stuff that didn't happen at the house about some kids. Everybody got kids, and all kids do the exact same stuff. Might be a different time, but all kids do the exact same stuff. So us having water cooler conversation is not the depths of me. That's, that does not, it, I don't end there. And so Kanisha said that she couldn't tell, she didn't tell her mom that she was interested in um, girls sometimes because she was afraid of what her mom would say about it. Now, let me just help you parents. Let's just talk about it now because y'all know some of y'all gonna feel the kind of way. But if your children are trying to let you know now interested in the same sex, if you invite yourself to close that off and ignore it or use every rude and disrespectful conversation you can, you're going to lose your children. Yes, you will. Even if they stay in your life, everything about them will be superficial or it'll be a lie. Yes. And so you have an opportunity today to change that thing around. Yes, no, they not doing what you wanted them to do. And no, you know, you may not be a grandma or a granddad, but you will but you will uh be have a close relationship with your child. And that's more important and, if you ask me. And because some people still feel like because they can't be them that they're still that they're taking their lives you worrying you sitting here worrying about grandkids you may not even have a child you're gonna lose them you don't want to do that you don't want to do that because Kanisha sat there and she told them that she that she will um oh okay love you uh, she, if you if you don't, you will have children because Kanisha said it. Even there, I like girls. I'm bisexual, but not more than five minutes went by, and Kanisha also admitted, I don't even really think I am attracted to men, and I think that I also hold some resentment to my father for how he treated me. 
But even in the very beginning, she still wasn't even prepared then to tell her mother that she was all the way completely right. Absolutely. Still trying to hold back, afraid of what people would say and think about her. Absolutely. Terrible. And so you have to just let them be who they love. Who they love ain't going to make you a better parent or a worse parent or an ugly parent. None of that's going to happen. I promise you it won't. And so you'd be better off. And your relationship with your child doesn't necessarily, doesn't make a difference who they in the bed with because you ain't there no way. That is right. just for, as I call it, the Easter picture. It's really, you, you. we really just doing all of that for the appearance of it. Not for nothing else. And if, you, if you're not okay with your children, asexual or homosexual, because you're worried about what the people going to say, then you need to evaluate why you're giving the, so much credit in your, in your life over your children and what your children's happiness may be yes and that is just you know let me just start it here for the first first time because obviously we need it more than once but you don't gotta say nothing i say it's fact after all i'm just saying right but we but they she was able to release that with then she actually if you notice her body language changed after that even it there, because she was still it closed did. off, and her body language changed. After that, they pretty much didn't have much else to talk about, except Ayanla had them speak to the picture of the brother uh-huh. and say how they felt. Now, they were saying things like, you know, I'm upset, I don't understand why you did it, but I still love you, and I miss you. And Gabby said, I, you know, you took from me. And, but I, but I'll forgive you. And that forgiveness is something that, um, when they did the recap, Gabby did admit that she wants to forgive her brother, but she's not there yet. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yes. Yes. Just when you forgive them and that, like, when you start to talk about forgiving somebody, that doesn't mean that, like, all feelings wipe away. It's not, that's not what happens. There's not this, a, a, a sheet that drop down and all the forgiveness and all of the anger and resentment and pain is gone. But the process of healing does begin. Yes. And it also would be very sad for her because these girls are only in their 20s. It would be very sad for Gabby to go on with anger and resentment towards a person that she will never be able to address in this life because he ain't even here. That's right. And so, you know, I would imagine that they set her up with some counseling um, for this after the show. Also, Kanisha and the older sister, Alicia, who really didn't have a lot to say because she she never said that she was molested. All she she was saying was that she didn't understand any of what was happening and she didn't know a lot of this was going on inside the family at the time. And so 
because she didn't know that most of this was even going on when she found out she was you know confused and hurt and then she was a little angry because she did feel like there were some things that should have happened to the brother that right they she felt like we should have put him all the way in the jail then so if this is what was really going on he should have been locked up we should have put him away you know, but people do seem to think, and this is also Alicia was still a young um, teen uh, or an older teen when this all came out. You seem to think that it it, it happens that fast that you just you know police come <laughs> somebody go right. to jail, but it doesn't. It doesn't, and I, and you know something there is a conflict. I am almost happy that the mother did not have the opportunity to put this boy in jail because now well, he would have died in the county. He, yeah, because now you're putting your son in the, in the thing. Apparently he was a very brittle um, sickle cell patient because he ended up, you know, unfortunately passing from it. So he had, you know, he must've been very sick. And so now you have to pick between, am I going to press charges against my son Right? Or am I going to, we just going to sweep this under the rug. And either way, somebody in that family would not have been, it would not have come out well for either party. So I'm happy that, you know, God works things out and I'm happy that the mama didn't have to make that decision. Or the family didn't have, not even the mama. But I'm happy that the mother didn't have to choose sides and I'm happy that the family didn't have to make that decision because that would be more turmoil on whichever side they picked. It would have been, it would have been, the mother, it didn't matter. If she would have had to, it just was a lot. Yeah. It just was a lot. Because if she would have had to have her son arrested and sit down the county for a court date, then we still would have had an issue where um, we still would have had an issue where she then would have had to um, either yes. completely let him go yes, or, you know, she would have had to completely let the boy go and never care about him again, or she would have had to live with herself also having her son die in yes. the county jail. And now, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but, you know, you and I have spoke about the fact that you could be more than one thing. Yes. You can be you can be good in one place and bad in another place, or you can do something horrific and somebody still love you. And those things are all possible. And again, this this household was just full of the demons. Yes, it was. And so every it, it was full of the demons. Yes, it was. And so because it was, there it was just a breeding ground for so many things to happen. And um, I I know that the older sister Alicia would have liked for a jail sentence to have happened, but he would have died long before a jail sentence would have happened. Uh, oh, absolutely. So there like they still may would have, have picked been him, no. They may have picked him up from the house when they found out. They may have put him in jail, right? Just because they may have did that. But he would not. He have, he would have just been in jail waiting to be sentenced, like you said, or a court date or whatever. Right. But he, he would have been, been in waiting it. for a court date. There would yeah. have been no justice. But they all would have then had to live with the fact that there was no justice, and their brother died in jail. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I don't think that they that household was prepared for that either. No. So there was no best outcome here. No, there wasn't. Um, Absolutely. I think that they did the best that they could with what they had, which is what we all do. So we are not laying judgment on any of them. Um, just like Ayala said, there there are reasons that you could try to explain why he did what he did that we're not excusing him for why he did what he right. did. And we are not diminishing the pain that he caused everybody in this family for why he did what he did. Yes. But you guys are also feeling pain from several other entities. And he cannot hold the blame for all of that. That's right. You got to give him his blame. And that's it. Yes. All right, look at that, child. We didn't say it a lot, didn't we? We did. Well, guys, I think this was a great episode. <laughs> it was. I think that every, again, I always say this. You may not have the issue that was happening on Ayala. Everybody house ain't full of three girls, and half of most of the girls, the females in the house have been molested. Everybody's house right. does not have that. Everybody does not have a house where a brother was molesting anybody else in the house. We all don't have that either. But we do all have some communication issues that we need to work on. We yes. do also have some people who are in our family who are doing some things that we don't agree with. And we have cut them off yes. or made them feel uncomfortable or disrespected. And there was no necessary reason for it. Or you may be the person who has been cut off by your family because of something that you may have done or something that you may be. And you feel like, you know, it's unnecessary because you are not personally attacking anybody. So that is why I always talk about the Ayana Fix My Life. Because there's always a lesson in every episode that we can always take away something, even if we do not relate to the actual topic. Right. So just, you know, take your notes down, chart it. I don't know what you need to do. But, you know, let's get to communicating a little bit better. It's essential. All right. So with that being said, we want to communicate something that Summer wants to um, say. This is very exciting for me as well, even though I really had nothing to do with it. But, you know, I love my friends. And anytime my friends are, you know, growing, I want to make sure that everybody knows. So Summer, give everybody the news. The news is, guys, I wrote a children's book. The children's book is called I Dream Cheer. It is available on Amazon right now for pre-sale orders. Um, the book is about a little girl named Trilby who goes to sleep every night and wakes up in her dreams with her amazing dream squad and the adventures that they have in Tumble and Tuck City. So um, I am doing a hashtag dream 100 dreams to get 100 pre-sale orders by um, September before September 24th when the book is actually um, out for release. So I would like for everyone out here in podcast world to go out. If you have a little girl, especially one who loves wonderful dreams or who is a cheerleader and just go out and um Support us, support me, and get this book. I am available on Instagram, I Dream Cheer, Facebook, I Dream Cheer, as well as Twitter, I Dream Cheer. So please go out and support us. And we want to, again, thank you for um, supporting um, my friend Danny on 
Just saying. Got to make sure I say her name. She doesn't like Danielle. Got to make sure I say Danny for report um, for supporting her, and she is so close to that um, hashtag two thousand. So we are going to get there, and we are going 2000. to, and we're going to get there soon. So shouts out and congratulations to her as well. Yes. Yeah, so thank you to everybody who has joined us new this week. Shout out to you, and thank you to everybody who continues to show up and support the podcast week after week after week. I really appreciate you guys and I love you. With all of that being said, remember, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying. Bye, guys. Bye, Summer. Bye.